Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. We have a wonderful topic for our exploration today. It's for all of our dear awakening souls tuning in. In fact, we've titled this episode, How's Your Love Life, Dear Awakening Soul? Especially those of you who've been struggling in the area of your love life. We thought since Valentine's Day is tomorrow, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's. (laughs) Except for some of our friends listening in India, China, Australia, and so on, for whom it is already Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's. (laughs) Yeah. Well, whatever day it is for you right now, the thought of Valentine's Day often brings up all kinds of feelings and memories about the aspect of our lives we associate with loving, being loved, people we love, and how we might celebrate that love. As well, it may also bring up sadness and grief about lost love, failed relationships, and about loved ones who have graduated onto their next step in spirit. While some of us may have delightful memories from childhood receiving so many Be My Valentine cards from our friends, classmates, parents, siblings, and other relatives, others of us may have had some mm, painful memories and experiences of being the one who felt left out or that no one wanted as a valentine. I was one of those kids as a little one. (laughs) What, no one wanted? No one wanted me. (laughs) That's what you thought. But today, even for those of you for whom Valentine's Day is already over, we wanted to celebrate your love life, whether you are with your life partner or feel like you've struck out in that department for most of your life so far. Your love life is way more about who you are than who you're with. As the 1970 hit song written by Stephen Stills of Crosby, Stills, and Nash says, love the one you're with. (laughs) That was a great song, actually. Yeah. If you love the one you're always with, which is you, (laughs) gotcha, then you'll be able to love others as well. Whether you like it or not, it's like you're married to yourself. And you really can't get a divorce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, divorce is going to be permanent. <laughs> so, better to learn to love yourself first. Well, we wanted to bring up our topic today, How's Your Love Life, Dear Awakening Soul? Because so many awakening souls today find themselves longing for a partner and feel they haven't found one as of yet. And many may feel that it's one thing if you're 20-something and haven't found the love of your life yet, but another thing if you're in your late 40s or 50s or, heaven forbid, 60s like we are. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if you've been around the block a few times with marriages or long-term relationships that went under. Blub, blub, blub. It's like what, the Titanic. Yes. What's that about that some of the brightest, most beautiful, and delightful souls are without partners? We know a bunch of them, both men and women, and a lot of them know 
each other. Yet something doesn't seem to click, even if they are good friends. Sure, there are lots of souls who are not yet interested or committed to waking up to who they are, and many of them have no partners either, but it seems different when it comes to the love life of a truly awakening soul. Have you noticed that? It's a little bit like many more awake souls who get sick in some way, and even though someone else with the same symptoms went to a doctor and got treated and helped, the more awake souls sometimes can't even get the same kind of help, or if they do, it doesn't seem to work for them as it did for others. A similar thing can happen in the awakening soul's love life. When you're waking up to who you really are, you start falling out of the societal box, the so-called norm, quote-unquote. It's not that you're abnormal. You're just (laughs) paranormal. (laughs) You don't fit into the systems designed to accommodate the masses. The more you wake up to your soul life, the more you start to naturally draw outside the box. It's really natural. It's what we call living the miracle of spirit. It's often seemingly not logical either. Your energy, for one thing, is too different than the soul who is not yet interested in waking up, being aware of their soul's life. It's quite different than someone who is who even is intellectually interested in spirit and their own soul, but they stay in the safety and comfort of their intellect to think about those ideas, but not yet ready to live as souls here and now. You're an awakening soul because you don't want to just talk about it or listen to others talk about it. You seek to experience what it is to be spirit for yourself. And that, dear awakening souls, takes courage. Also, if you are actively committed to waking up to your spiritual growth and freedom, you are not wanting to jeopardize it in any way, bringing in another person you don't know intimately and trust into your inner life. It's sort of the most, the deepest intimacy in a way. Yes. Even if your ego is screaming, you just want a decent partner to love and live with. You as the immortal soul know what's at stake and you're not about to throw your most important aspect of life away, no matter how handsome or gorgeous or wealthy or successful the potential partner might be. Although I have seen a few people do that. <laughs> yep. That's one of the things people come uh, oftentimes to me about is their love life. First and foremost, as an awakening soul, you are going in the opposite direction to where the greater majority of humanity is going. If the whole of a soul's journey is a round trip, Most of humanity is going outward on the first leg of their round trip. You as an awakening soul are on the homeward leg of the round trip. You've already been to the outermost destination and have turned your awareness and interest inward to the cosmic and limitlessness. You're on your way home while the majority are still going out to party in the world looking for success, wealth, glory, and so on. Not that there's anything wrong with those things, by the way. Now, that doesn't mean you can't party or have a great success in the world as well. But for you, dear awakening souls, all that is secondary. Your first love is your own awakening, liberation, truth, and real love itself. Your potential soul partner has to have a similar prime objective. They have to be going in the same homeward direction if you're going to be happy partnering up with that soul for the long haul. Some of you are also uh, looking for potential 
soul partner. Yet it's not so much where you go to look or who you're looking for. As awakening souls, you generally aren't going to find your potential soul partner in a bar or a laundromat if you go looking for that person in the, um, in those areas. And you have to be you have to be like the lighthouse that shines even in the dark of night so your soul partner can find you in the crowd. Ah, and a lighthouse never goes chasing <laughs> chasing after stray sailors or lost ships, right? Yeah, lighthouses work because they stay grounded in their own space so that the stray and lost sailors and ships could find it. If the lighthouse went around chasing after, you know, people to try to save them, it wouldn't work because it needs to be steady. It needs to be seen. It needs to be right there, grounded in its own space for the people who really need that lighthouse to be able to use it, to be able to find it. Then from that lighthouse, they're able to direct themselves to where they're going or avoid the areas of danger, right? So the more you are in your own space, grounded in the here and now, being who you are and expressing your creativity in your own way, the more likely that your potential soul partner will find you. And your soul partner finding you isn't just a one-way proposition. You'll actually find each other. The key is that you have to be yourself and be doing what you're here to do, what you truly love to do as the soul that you are. Ah, that's part of, the essential part of letting your light shine. Yeah, don't hide it. If you're going, being shy and scared and going, well, I'm not good enough, whatever. I, I, nah, I don't want to look bad. Da, 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 da. I or, don't want to fail. Or you even leave out the part of your life that has this interest in it. Yeah. I think last week we talked about coming out of your psychic closet. <laughs> you really do have to come out of your psychic closet, your soul closet, your who you are as a spiritual being. Ah, how much how much can you own being spirit? Hmm. Yes. And which means you're constantly growing. Limitlessness doesn't stop saying, okay, I'm at the quota. I'm done. No, limitlessness, you're always finding out more. Our friend, Alan Silverhearts, who passed on to the other side uh, three years ago ago or so, one of his favorite uh, sayings to people was, whatever you think you are, whoever you think you are, you're way more than that. And I agree with him. If you think you're a certain way, that's just a limit. No matter how great you think you are, you're greater than that. There's no limit. You're a limitless soul. Okay? So 
if you're interested in this, if you're interested in that, oh, find out a little bit at least. And find out a little bit more about you. Uh, we have a friend also on the other side now who discovered after having a whole career as a diplomat in very high places and, and dealing with, you know, uh, worldly things. And one day he takes up a, a paintbrush and decides he wants to do some painting. Well, we have several. We've been gifted with several of his incredible masterpieces. He didn't start painting until he was in his 50s. 57 years old. Yeah. And he made absolutely gorgeous paintings. Stunning paintings. And all self-taught. Never, never went to art school or anything like that. Yep. Isn't that amazing? And he said he never knew. He just, he knew he liked art, but to look at it and admire it. But one day, you know, when he retired and he started painting. And he could be a total professional artist if he wanted to go in that direction. So that's just one little thing he discovered. Well, he discovered a lot of things before he passed on. Well, the key, once again, is you have to be yourself and be doing what you're here to do, what you truly love. And that's what it is, isn't it? We're talking about love. But when we talk about love, a lot of people go immediately to, oh, I want to meet my soulmate. Romantic well, love. Romantic love. And by the way, I don't want to bust your bubble or anything, but your soulmate is not always a romantic partner. <laughs> On a soul level, you're here to work together, right? So sometimes that's with a romantic partner, but a lot of times it's not. And what kind of work are you going to do together? That also defines a lot of things that happen in that relationship with a so-called soulmate. So that's why I don't necessarily use that term soulmate too often, especially when I'm talking about a love life. That's, it could be a soulmate, but it might not be. But it will be a partner. It has to be a life partner. And the key in it is the love, lovingness. And if you're doing, if your life, you love your life, you're going to find your loving life partner. If you're loving what you're doing in life, your work, your way of living, and, you know, everything. Following your intuition. Following your intuition. You'll love that. Then you're going to be like a lighthouse and the partner you already know to be on a soul level, it's already agreed upon. They're going to be able to show up. They're going to be able to find you. You're going to be able to find the other one. So that's, that's the, it's really simple, but you got to do it. Uh, you can't be going, well, once I have my love partner, then, then I'm going to be able to do this and that and the other thing. Now, once you commit to loving your life, then your partner will show up. Well, our first break is coming right up. So this is a time when we make a little bit of announcements. Remember to join us on your phone this Saturday, this Saturday, February 16th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time for our new next new teleclass, Lost or Confused, You Are Always Guided. Just tune in and follow. That was the entire name of the teleclass from, from our series, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think. 
Learn about your inner spiritual guidance and how to tune in and follow it with more certainty. Call our office at 530-926-2650 to sign up for this class. You can find all the details as well as sign up for our February events uh, in our February events section on our website, which is Michael Tamura, T as in Tom, A, M as in Mary, U-R-A.com. When we return in a couple of minutes, we'll continue with How's Your Love Life, Dear Awakening Soul? We'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Something beautiful is happening on Mondays here each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium, along with her holy team, The Collective, when they'll share messages that guide you, heal you, and remind you that you are divine. Rachel loves introducing people to their own angels, and now she is here each week to do just that and so much more. Catch the show, You Are Divine, every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our life takes a series of unexpected detours as we move along our journey. We can choose to accept these detours as something negative, or we can choose to create a learning experience where we can turn a tragedy or unexpected turn in life into something that can help others. To learn more, Tune in to Embrace the Unexpected with host Bernadette Butler. In the program, you'll learn how she and others were able to turn setbacks into positives. Listen live Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, dear awakening souls. So how is your love life? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I have a few suggestions about... um, how to start to share this adventure with a soul partner. One of the things I find that's really important when you're wanting to call in a soul partner and create a relationship, a love life, a true romantic relationship that includes the soul connection, so to speak, is to create the space for that person in your life. You know, if you're doing a million things and there's not even an inch of space to have another person in your life, you're never going to bring one in. Or what does come in isn't going to be, let's say, the quality that you're looking for. 
Um, one of the other things I suggest is don't underestimate your own value. I think Michael has been saying that in his own way in a lot of these shows. Um, now, there's another thing is don't be so picky about who you bring into your life that no one can f- fulfill your perfect picture of what you'd like. Sometimes that person that shows up might not look like what you imagined your partner would look like or doesn't have the uh, the clothing that maybe you were looking for or whatever. Um, and on the other hand, don't settle for being with someone you know intuitively isn't right for you. You know, listen to your intuition. That's one of the things when I was in my early 20s, um, that was a time when, you know, we, we are at our best looks, if you will. You know, we're young. We have the most energy. We have that even even if you think you're homely looking or something like that. If you learn to just love yourself, don't worry about how you look as well. Uh, not, not meaning don't take a shower or put on nice clothes and things like that. It, it means don't obsess about your looks because if you shine, you're going to attract, just like Michael was talking about earlier, um, about being that lighthouse. You're going to attract that person naturally. So um, one of the things that happened when I was in my 20s was I would get hot and attracted for to someone and um, I would feel, I would actually feel it in my solar plexus, which I now know is the third chakra, where I would feel like, this is not the right person for you, Raphael. Uh-uh, don't do this. You, you'll be sorry. Well, whenever I got that during a time I was really attracted to someone, I would ignore it. And oh, did I pay for it? Because it would always be a disaster of some form or another. It, t- it would turn out that person had somebody else that they were with or they were even married. Um, you know, all kinds of things. Or they just weren't suitable for me and they weren't really that interested in me. And especially do use your intuition and work creatively to um, attract that person. So one of the creative things that when I'm talking to people uh, who are getting readings from me, a lot of times what I'll see is they really desire that partner, but, you know, they, they are now working out of their house and they hardly ever go out. And, you know, while Michael was talking about don't, you know, going to bars and all that kind of thing isn't the right vibration, that doesn't mean don't ever go to bars. It simply means, you know, use your intuition of, you know, if you're walking down the street one evening with your dog or whatever and suddenly you're, you, you intuitively feel pulled into some store or, or even a place where something is happening, uh, do follow that intuition. You never know who you're going to meet and where. And sometimes you do meet that person in a laundromat, but usually that's not the great vibration to meet someone in unless uh, you and that soul have an agreement to meet in that laundromat. Yes. Let's clean up our, you know, dirty laundry together. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, there's lots of, well, in every relationship, we do that. We Two souls come together and we go, okay, we want to be together. We need to clean up our, each of us needs to clean up our dirty laundry from prior relationships, whatever, prior lifetimes, anything. 
So you got to be willing to do the laundry together. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's kind of an interesting metaphor, isn't it? Of life, how it really works. And so then, as far as I'm concerned, let's get the, the cleaning of the dirty laundry from our past done with first. So we can get on to the good stuff. So we can get on to the relationship we're really here to have. But people get afraid of that. So they meet somebody and they intuitively go, yes, this is, uh, you don't have to know this is the love of my life. No, this is a good potential, good relationship. And But then as soon as they start to hit it off and the negative stuff starts to show up and of this and that, the other thing, don't let that scare you off right off the bat. Check to see, is this each of us taking care of dirty laundry, all business, yeah. right? Even if it's not with each other, you know, some of the stuff you're carrying around from other relationships, some of the stuff the other person's carrying around from other relationships. Do we want to clear this out and talk about it? Have a communication. Oh, yeah. Are you interested in this? And see where the other person's at, too. And when you start to communicate, you're going to find out right away. The other person just might laugh you off and go, oh, forget it. I'm just going to keep on accumulating dirty laundry. I don't care. And you're going, oh, that's not where I want to go. Great. Nice to know you. Thanks a lot. Thanks for dinner. Whatever. (laughs) See you later. But if you're both on the same page, yes, I want to be with you. And so I want to clean up my dirty laundry so I could be with you. And you're going, okay, I want to do the same thing. Then that's, that's material for a real relationship, right? And so that's for a partnership. We're here to be together not just because I'm attracted to you just because you're pretty, just because you're smart, just because you're wealthy, or things like that. Now, we're together to fulfill a common purpose. The same way, the way I look at real relationships is like looking at uh, a group of musicians coming together to perform and play the same piece. Right, whether it's a 17-piece big band group or a four-piece chamber orchestra, chamber ensemble, or a 128-piece orchestra, or five-piece rock band, rock band doesn't <laughs> matter, or a duo duet. It doesn't matter when you get two or more people coming together saying, "We're coming together to play this song." <laughs> Guess what happens? All of a sudden, no matter how each musician's, how big each musician's ego is, when they're playing, did you ever notice? When they're singing, when they're playing together, that ego starts to go into the background because they know they're not going to do a good job singing and playing that music if they're doing it to show off and I'm the greatest singer, I'm the greatest you know, rock musician, whatever. No, they might be like that off stage, but the minute they're on stage, they're having to focus on the song. Huh. That's the common ground between musician is the song they're playing. 
together. And that takes them away from, even for three minutes, takes them away from, it's all about me. It's about me. How about me? That's the relationship. That's when the relationship begins, when it's not about me and you going, no, no, it's about me. And I'm going, no, no, it's about me. And we keep on fighting because it's about me. No, it's not. It's about me. All right? That's what it boils down to. All our, you know, unhappiness in relationships is because me, me want a cookie and you're not giving it to me. Right? Me want a, a, a chocolate chip cookie and you only gave me oatmeal. So <laughs> that's, that's what it boils down to. You might think it's important because it's political difference or religious difference or racial difference or whatever. No, it's not. It's a personal cultural difference. I like certain things. You like certain things. I want to do it this way. And if, it, if I make it a relationship about me, how about me, 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 and you're doing the same thing, that's not a relationship. That's a war. That's a battle. But the minute we go, are you here to play this song? Would you like to play this song with me? I'd like to play this song with you. All of a sudden, we're setting aside our meanness and we're playing the same song. So is this, is this you know, uh, can we approach the relationship like musicians approaching playing a song together or dancers going to dance the same dance, right? Or even business partners. We're here, you know, whether I like you or not, we're business partners and we're here to conduct this business and have a successful business. If they can't set aside their meanness, and it's M-E-N-E-S-S, meanness. Meanness. Then they're not going to have a successful business. They're not going to play a beautiful song, right? Uh, they're not going to be able to dance this gorgeous dance. So one of the things that it comes down to all, as well is um, in a more personal relationship, a love-life relationship, it's really all, a lot of it is about staying in communication being honest with one another, but also not always be fo- being focused on me, me, me. And that doesn't mean giving up your me self necessarily, but being able to include that other me in the relationship and to work out <clears throat> what says um, we should fight over. Yeah, keep your sight on the bigger purpose of life. And the bigger purpose of you and the other soul coming together. The relationship is soul to soul, spirit to spirit, not body to body. Okay? The body to body will follow where you are as souls. It's never, the body to body isn't going to be bad if the soul to soul is strong. I'd like to give an example of this, um, of a couple we met quite a few years ago where they told us, we like to find out how couples get together. And, and the story they told us was hilarious because they had both put up uh, a prayer the night before they met each other. And they were both very intuitive and really very psychic. And what he saw was this beautiful brunette woman with big brown eyes that was so tall and her name started with a certain le- letter. And what she got 
when she was praying for that partner to show up in her life was were more his qualities instead of how his body looked. Well, as it turned out, the night before, she went from being a brunette to a bright redhead. She actually dyed her hair bright <laughs> red. And uh, they did end up meeting and at first, he was a little taken aback because he was so attracted to her, yet she wasn't a brunette like he had intuited. So um, it, it took some conversation, you know, where they opened up together and he said, well, you know, I put up a prayer for a partner or for meeting someone really nice like you only, she had, brun- she was brown haired. And the woman confessed to him, oh, well, I dyed my hair last night. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it really isn't about the body, although the body, you know, becomes involved if if the chemistry is right. And if that is something that you're really looking for is the more, you know, as much the body involvement as well as the soul. And not everybody has that. Not everybody needs needs that. Um, some souls are so old, it's like, okay, let's let's have a relationship where we can accomplish something together. Yes. And one of the things that I keep on noticing about a lot of people, especially awakening souls that are lonely, they're, they're, they want a partner, but they have a hard time finding. They're so focused on, I'm looking for my partner. I'm looking for my life partner. And they forget. This one person who's your life partner is a very small subset of all your relationships. So if you're focusing so much on trying to have this one partner and not honing all your relationships, not enjoying and loving all your relationships, you're, it's, you're squeezing out that one person. But if you start saying hello, enjoying and communicating with and really coming out of the closet as yourself in relationship to everyone, then it just improves your chances of finding your partner because all of a sudden you're including everyone and the partner's part of that. That's exactly right. Well, we have our second break coming up. If you're new to our work and don't already have a copy of Michael's incredible book, You Are the Answer, Discovering and Fulfilling Your Soul's Purpose, you can get it through our website or through Amazon.com. If you'd like him to write a little message and sign it, call our office at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours Monday to Friday Pacific time to order a special personally inscribed and signed copy. No extra charge, of course. When we return, we'll get back to discussing your love life, dear awakening souls. See you in a couple of minutes. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, then it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision, and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Do you have audacious faith for your business? We help you learn more about stepping out on faith to brand your business and yourself in today's crowded, competitive marketplace. Is your marketing plan in order? How do you set yourself apart? Audacious Faith for Your Business with host Dawn Jordan-Jones will teach you the methods that can make yourself and others aware of who you are. Audacious Faith for Your Business is broadcast live every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in and see your hard work pay off. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. We're exploring the love life of awakening souls today. I love that subject <laughs> because, you know, this is something I've I've been observing for years, decades, because I've met so many beautiful, lovely, just intelligent, bright, awakening souls over my, what, almost well, four and a half decades of teaching. <laughs> oh, I feel so old. <laughs> and and um, just so many. And so many of them are single. And few of them just, they love being single. They just love being going solo. But a lot of them are really longing for intimate, loving partnership not just you know dating and stuff like that or let's hook up all that stuff it's it's they're looking for loving long-term life partnership and and many of them have tried something like that and it just kind of blew up or had a meltdown or something and so they're a little bit gun shy after one or two so-called failed attempts well, one of the things about a loving relationship is there's no failure. Oh, that may sound strange to some of you who've had, you know, one, two, three divorces or whatever. But, or you have a lot of exes in Texas and everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, you, it's easy to think, what's wrong with me? Why can't I have a, de- you know, it's not that I'm, people aren't attracted to me. I've been married the X number of times or I've had lots of, you know, live-in uh, partners for short periods, but it always 
has a meltdown or blows up or whatever, doesn't work out. And one of the things, especially for an awakening soul, what's an awakening soul on a certain quality? Well, every awakening soul in some way, shape, or form is a healer, is interested in the well-being, happiness, success, health, everything of everyone, others, right? And so, like that example that I talked about in another show, recent show, about the woman who was on her way to commit suicide. And I just talked to her for five to seven minutes and completely, it changed. she changed her mind. I didn't change her mind. No. All I talked about was who she was, who I saw her, how I experienced this lovely soul. And that by the time she got home, she threw away, torn up, threw away her suicide note, got that completely out of there. She decided, no, I'm here to fulfill a purpose. I'm here to do something. And in a short time of three and a half years, boom, 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 everything in her life lined up. Relationship, uh, profession, career, house, marriage, everything. And completely different space from near suicide. You know, she was steps away from killing herself. But she came back completely alive. What's that about? Well, when a soul is awakening and he or she is a profound healer, would love to see everyone be happy, wealthy, you know, successful, uh, wonderful, healthy, healthy, everything. Ah, one thing that that awakening soul needs to learn is who are you going to attract if that's what you're there here to give? It's like being a doctor and walking around with a stethoscope, white, you know, uniform and a black bag and in public, guess what? Every person who who can't afford to go to a hospital, can't go afford to get to a doctor's appointment, needs one is going to come running to you oh doctor you know i don't want to disturb you i'm sure you're just going to your office or someplace you're on your lunch break but i notice you have a stethoscope i've had this hip pain i've had this sore throat i've had this headache i'm bleeding i'm doing this Ah. (laughs) i got a wart whatever the case might be and it's so funny isn't it but healers even more and you don't have to be wearing a stethoscope remember everyone is psychic they might say that's nonsense but they are they know when someone who needs healing comes around a person who's willing to offer it they feel the energy they know it they intuitively get attracted to you well what's wrong with that well you know, uh, uh, a doctor-patient relationship is not meant to be generally a romantic, life-loving partnership. Once in a long while, that's the only way two souls can get together who are meant to be partners. But it's easy. 
I mean, there's all kinds of cases. Soldiers who are, you know, blown up and, and they come to and the first face they see is this beautiful nurse that was taking care of them. They fall in love with that nurse and want to marry them. Well, one in a thousand, maybe 10,000 cases that might work out. But that's just the, the patient having a crush on the healer. And, but the healer has that same thing happen because what's the foundation of all healing is this thing we call love. What makes one person, one soul, such a profound healer? He or she has a lot of love to offer and they're not afraid to offer it. So when you have a lot of love to offer, you're going to attract people who are starving for it. Ah, who are who could be ill? They're they're uh, challenged. They're having a real struggle in that department. You have a lot to offer. The other person is sorely in need of it, and they hone in, like you know, uh, what is it? Bee to honey. Yeah, <laughs> and they go, "You're it." Well, it's easy for the healer the healer soul, the awakened healer soul, to fall in love with that patient, not thinking that this is a patient. I'm the doctor, this is a patient, and I shouldn't get into a romantic relationship with a patient. That's following that intuition again. Yeah, but it's easy to fall in love because you're already loving that soul. But loving that soul like a doctor could love the patient, like a teacher could love a student, that kind, like a mother would love a child. So it's love is love. It's still the same powerful, powerful experience. But the purpose for that relationship is different. I've known so many awaken, awakening souls and healers who the first patient that gets attracted to them because they they see you as basically they see you as the pocketbook not just on a financial level sometimes just on an emotional level or a or a whatever level and they go you're it i love you and as the healer they're experiencing this profound love for the patient but they forget oh this love is for the patient that I'm tending to. And they might get into a long-term romantic partnership relationship. And, oh, it gets really bad. How come? Because you're thinking that your patient is well now. And now you can have a real partnership, a real friend, somebody that you can be, you know, partners and team together for a common purpose. No, but that patient isn't well yet, isn't healed. It's now the patient is dependent upon the doctor for more drugs. Oh, it's like an addiction. Oh, oh, that could be bad news. So that's one of the first things. If you're an awakening soul and you never heard this before and you didn't know this, 
that's what you have to really look at is are you falling in love with your students or your patients to be or are you loving a potential partner you got to be on the same same page okay as souls you can't be trying to make a, a healer patient relationship into a loving life partnership if you do you're in trouble so one of the things we often tell people is when you're calling in your relationship you need to put your the people you're healing and giving to and helping in one line on one side <laughs> and the potential partners on the other side yes and how do you do that well how does a professional doctor do that right huh? the doctor says Oh, my office hours are such and such days, such and such times. And if you want to see me and have me treat you, uh, make an appointment through the office. And we'll bill you when we're done. Yes. It's very, you know, cut and dry, right? It's black and white. It's like there's no questions. It's not, okay, you know, uh, since you're my friend, I'll charge you less. Uh, since you're a stranger, I'll charge you more. Since... Blah, blah, blah. It's it's not arbitrary like that. It's yeah. This is how you, this is a process. What does that do? Even though sometimes it may seem cold, uh, and it seems like all about money. It's not all about money. It's about it's about commitment. And when you're a healer and you go, I am here to offer everyone healing. If you like a healing, please make an appointment. You can't run up to me in the playground. You can't run up to me at the middle of a, a social event or a, a party and say, I need a healing right now. No. If you really need a healing, I'm here to offer it. But this is the way I can give you healing. But if you just ram in, wake me up in the middle of the night, at anytime you feel like it, it's not going to do the patient any good they become takers and have you ever had one of those i'm sure you have and so by the life partnership you both have to be givers you have to be not patient to to a healer you have to be both healers it can't be student and teacher and you have to be both colleagues teachers in the faculty Ah, on a soul level, okay? In your profession, you could be whatever you want to be, right? But this is key to so many awakening souls not really being able to have the loving partnership with that particular person, with that particular per soul they're waiting for, is that you're so inundated by all the other souls who need you who, who want you for themselves, who are there needing what you have to offer, yet they can't have it. And when you start to set your space up where you go, I am more than willing and happy to give you a healing, but you have to follow my protocol. And if they say, no, 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 I'm too busy for that, or no, I don't want to pay that much, or I don't have the time for that, you know right away, they can't have what it is that you're offering them. They're there to take from you. 
And if you let others take from you, it's not going to do you any good, but it's definitely not going to do them any good. You have to, if they're going to really be your patients, they have to be, you have to help them get to the place where they could follow your instructions, where they can have what you're offering them in the way you're offering them instead of trying to control how you're going to offer, when and how much. So that's the healing side. But with partnership, it has to be a two-way street. You both have to be coming to the same place, same table to offer what you have. It's not about me. It's about our relationship. Our teacher used to say a successful relationship is made up of Three things, affinity, which is love, communication, which is the part of love, part of love, and reality, which means being in truth with yourself and with that other person. So I hope you've enjoyed this show. We're at the end. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed it and gained some new insights. Please tune in next Wednesday for our episode, which is a continuation of this conversation, actually. Every relationship is your teacher. Please keep spreading the word about our show and share it on social media. If you'd like to learn to follow your inner guidance more or gain more certainty in yourself so you can trust what your inner guidance tells you, be sure to sign up for Lost or Confused. You are always guided. Just tune in and follow. Our teleclass on this Saturday, February 16th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific Time. This teleclass is part of our popular ongoing series, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think. Call our office at 530-926-2650 to sign up. You can find all the details and sign up as well in our February events section of our website, michaeltamora.com. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. See you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. 